Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, you're in for a treat because our third week of Halloween spooktacular flicks is really going to get its hooks into you. <laughs> get it? Because today we're covering I Know What You Did Last Summer. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. I'm hooking new fans because that intro was so good. I'm hooking them. Yeah, I hooked do, you from the start. I do like when you start intros by going, "Oh yeah!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really like fires me up. Just because it sounds, it reminds you of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, it elicits a lot. Bow, of things. Chica, yeah. chica, chica. All right. Yeah, I also do want to point out this is our fourth week of our it Halloween is? spooky spectacular. Dave Kane subbed in for me one of those weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. This is my third, but look at that. I forget. Every day is a blur. Uh, anytime people suggest things, I constantly have to go back and be like, "Did we do that already?" Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've done 130 of these. <laughs> it's like that's a lot of movies. That's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot. people listening to me ramble. Be- hey, thank you though. For before that. this show, I had only seen one movie. I know. We all have learned that it was Aladdin. <laughs> Hey, everybody! Welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We hope you stick around for some more. I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes, 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 yes. We're very excited to be here. We need to get a clap track. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, just That'd after be, our names. Just make me feel a little better about yeah. myself. Hey! Yes. Nice. So, uh, and for those of you returning fans, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. We have some diehard fans out there. Yeah, There's sure some do. very active. We have a small, it's like uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast always, we're not near as cool as them, but they always say that they have a, a small but active fan base. And I feel the same way about Guilty Movie Pleasures. We when we tweet something out, our small but active fans are on it. Yes. I don't know what this was. That was, that was them rushing to, <laughs> rushing be on to tweet. It. Yeah. So uh, last week we did Halloween H2O in preparation for the new Halloween movie, and that was written by Kevin Williamson. And by accident, we did another Kevin Williamson movie because you wanted to cover I Know What You Did Last Summer, yes. and I suggested Halloween because in preparation for the new one, which by the way, just quick sidebar I saw the new Halloween. I won't give any spoilers away except for that I loved it. I think it's a really solid follow up to the original. And uh, I would love to know your thoughts. Now that I've seen it, we can talk spoilers. So tweet at me. But if you're going to put spoilers, warn people that may accidentally read it. Because I want to geek out with you, GMP fans. I'm still... My wife and I were freaking out over it. So anyways, back to... I know what you did last summer. Uh, Jesse, you go first this time. When did you see it for the first time? Yesterday. No way! Yeah. Wait, so you suggested this and you've never seen it? You. This was on a list of your suggestions. Oh, okay. yeah, because it, said... it was user... Yeah. It was our our uh, fans had submitted a list. I compiled it, and that was one you picked. Out. Yeah, that was what drew one, you to it. Well, because I'd I'd wanted to see it for a while, and so <laughs> for, for when did this come out? Three months. Ninety seven. Okay, ninety seven to so twenty one years. You've wanted to see it. Is for, that twenty one years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I hadn't seen it um, when it came <laughs> you out. Know, I've been and thinking about seeing it for twenty one years. Every every year around this time, I'm like, damn. <laughs> You know what I? You know what I should see. I'm gonna put it in the in the old Netflix queue. I'm gonna get that disc sent to me. You still get discs? I, yeah, we we do actually. Oh my god! But I did I did not get this disc. But I did want to see it for a while. And you know, like you just have like a list of those movies oh, that yeah. you want to see, and just like yeah. are constantly replaced by newer movies totally. that you want to see more. Um, I sorry, I'm like I'm in a bad place right here. 
trying to figure out my positioning. Um, <laughs> on, on I Know What You Did Last Summer or with your chair? Both. Okay. okay. Both. So uh, um, being a virgin to I Know What You Did Last Summer, what was your what were your thoughts, your so takeaways? This, so this is sort of why I wanted to see it is because that this is like hits a little bit of a sweet spot for me mm-hmm. um, with nostalgia, with uh, the, the people who are in it. I have fond memories of mm-hmm. um, f- from other things and just like a point in my life where I was... Uh, Let me guess. Can I guess? things for the first time? What's up? Freddie Prince Jr. from She's All That. Yes. Ryan Phillippe from Cruel Intentions. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party of Five? Of course. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy. Yes. See? Yes. I know you well. All of those things. I know you well. Um, but so, yeah, this and... Uh, I like that when I said Party of Five, you said, of course. Yeah, that one <laughs> I would have gone with first. <laughs> Let's building up to uh, it. Because right. Buffy was my favorite back in the day. Was I really? geeked out over Buffy. I remember like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I had such a crush on her. You would think I was in seventh grade because I think I was in high school when Buffy came out. Yeah. But in my mind, past seventh grade. In my mind, I thought like we were going to date at some point. Sure. Like that's how much I was just like smitten with her. Yeah, isn't that funny when you're younger and you're yeah. like, one, but I mean, I wasn't one day that we'll young. And it'll be f- I was old enough to realize that was insane. Yeah. Like when I first, when I was 12 and, and I first saw Natalie Portman and I was like, oh, we're going to date someday. I'm going to send her fan mail. I was 12. But being in high school, yeah. I guess that's only a year different. Right. That's, that was my point. <laughs> my logic is super flawed. <laughs> well, like, you know, you, either way, you read things like Natalie Portman's going to Harvard and you're like, oh, she goes to college? I'm going to go to I'm college, gonna, too. We could totally date. We could totally date. Yeah, you go crazy. But, um, <laughs> no, I had an older sister, so I watched uh, Party of Five and 90210 pretty religiously. See, I never saw either of those. Um, I, re- I distinctly remember having a conversation with uh, my sister and my dad about the merits of the show 90210 and how it was actually like a quality television program. And he like couldn't conceive of it and had never seen it. Um, I can't conceive of it, but yeah. people loved it. I mean, at this point, going back and watching it, it's probably not great. Um, I was it, on the new one. Yeah? Yeah, I had one episode where I played a, a, morgue, a county morgue worker when they thought their friend was Dixon, I think, or something. Uh, and they thought he was dead. Michael from and, The Wire. And we did the worst... Uh, uh, we just assumed, because we found his phone and his wallet, but it was like not him. We didn't ID the body yet. Oh. So we called all his friends down, and we're like... The body, the his belongings were scattered from the scene, and his body's badly charred. So take a look. <laughs> He's like the worst county morgue worker ever. Brutal. They would try and do something else before bringing, and I don't think they let twelve or however many friends in the room. Yeah, I maybe, think it's next of kin. Yeah, probably next of kin is where you'd go with that. Yeah. Maybe like dental records would be a good <laughs> yeah, way to go. It was hilarious. Um, but so anyway, best I know performance you, of my career. But anyways, keep yeah, going. I'm sure it was. Uh, I know what you did last summer. So it's uh, it's not a like objectively good movie. Oh no, it's terrible. But it's like this sort it's of. It's not thing, terrible. It's not it, terrible. This sort of thing, I really like. Have a good time watching. Yeah. Um, just because of the nostalgia, because um, they they're like fun moments. Yeah. Um, there's 
twists, there are red herrings, there are all the things that like you need in this sort of movie yep. that they pack in. I'm so interested, uh, and I misspoke when I said it's terrible. It's super cheesy and ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, there are some pretty bad moments, but yes. I wouldn't say anything ever verges on terrible. So that was just before people get get pissed at me. I misspoke. Uh, that was that was fake news on my part. So, anyways, Pull it together. Jesse, I'm interested though. And spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen right now because I want to talk about the reveal. Did you piece it together before the end? Because I feel like watching it now, since I've seen it a few times, but it had been years since I saw it. I remembered very quickly on who the killer was, and I remember watching last night the investigation stuff was a slog to get through for me because mm-hmm. i knew that's not the movie's fault i've right. just seen it a few times and i remember and was like oh yeah, yeah get through this stuff did you piece it together or what was the what I, was the journey for you i was on board with what they wanted to me on me to be on board with which was that freddie prince you know Freddie prince Jr. i like suspected it i think the pretty, first time i saw it i did too yeah um especially the, the billy blue stuff at the end right that that moment where uh, she, they take each other's hand and she sees it. Yeah. That one I was like, oh, it's him. Um, but uh, I was so a little bit confused about what exactly was going on, mm-hmm. only because <clears throat> the guy kept coming back to life as they were like first they hit him and then he lay motionless for about 10 minutes and then he came back to life and then they shoved him into the water and then he was alive in the water and then they just leave him and they're like he's dead yeah no last time you were with him he was alive still right so it was it was confusing to me whether they were going for a he's still alive b he can't be killed c it was an onlooker like those three things were like what I think what is just, happening I think right it was, now? A he's still alive. He yeah right. That's how that's where it ended up. But yeah. for oh, like the, as yeah. I was navigating through the movie, I yeah. was like, what what kind of movie are we doing right now? Yeah. Is it can't die? Is it he uh, was well, still alive or because yeah, no, it gets sort of the same thing? It, it uh, yeah it, it it almost gets into the realm of ridiculousness i feel like most of it could really happen when you're watching it um sure yeah i think sure. most of it but yeah it, it it there are moments where you're not sure if it's going to step over that line yeah because if it's if it's something where he can't die now we're talking like a supernatural like movie. jason or something right yeah. right which is totally different than what they were going for yeah. and it's just like that little bit of doubt is the only thing that to me uh took took the movie yeah. sideways a little bit yeah. um but yeah generally had a had a the kills Grand are fun. Time. They're great. The yeah. kills are really fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get into some of those because uh, there's a, there's some specific moments with him and Freddie Prince Jr.'s throwdown at the end that I can't wait to talk right. about. Well, and, they, and then and we'll get into it a little yeah. bit. But sort of something that I mentioned on last week's podcast about Halloween H2O where he like stops. He doesn't kill until mm-hmm. the end. Like for some reason, this guy kills everyone he comes across even though he's only targeting this small group Poor of Johnny people. Johnny Galicki. Yeah, he kills Johnny Galicki first for, like, yeah. what reason? I mean, that guy was a douche. Sure, but... He was a huge douche. He had nothing to do with anything. No. And 
he was just there. Like, Who else does he kill? Oh, and the sister. The sister. Who? Anybody else or no? Um, I think it's just those two. I think two. it's just those two. I have it all written down. I'll yeah. figure it out. All right, let's do the plot in under three. Well, I, oh, I didn't even say, long story short, when I saw it as a t- uh, in 97, I would have been... Oh, my God, I can't remember math. What's 82, 15? 15. 15. 15. Yeah, 15 I would have been 15 years old. Years old. Yeah. And I loved it, because I had just seen Scream on VHS. I was too scared to see it in the theaters, and I watched it. I think I've said it before on here. Broad Daylight. I said it last week, actually. And then I saw this in theaters. I had a blast. I remember we were all probably being obnoxious teenagers that I now hate in theaters, that we were probably talking and, like, excited. And Actually, no. You know what? I was super uh, against people talking in the theaters, even as a teenager. I remember shushing my friends constantly. <laughs> my one friend wouldn't stop talking during Castaway. He was like, don't go in the cave. Don't go in there. I'm like, it's not a horror film. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie about a guy stuck on an island with a volleyball. That's a largely silent film, yes. too. So Anyways, I remember loving this when it came out and watching it a bunch and thinking that specifically the mannequin scene was awesome. Yeah. And watching it again, it is. Yeah. All the kill scenes for me still work. I think just the investigation, because I know the answer was a little bit tough to get through. And some of the acting is a little goofy, but I would say that Jennifer Love Hewitt and and Sarah Michelle Gellar's acting is great. Still. Oh, they're great. They're really. It's just the two guys struggle at points. The two guys are anchors. Yeah, they, they to, drag it down a to, little to give it a, a seafaring oh. metaphor yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, they drag it down. But those are. I actually have seen Freddie Prinze and other stuff recently. In when he was in Twenty Four, he was great. Yeah. And Ryan Phillippe is great. Now, you know, he was young, whatever, yeah. and he has to yell a lot. It's not his fault. The script is very overt I, for him. <laughs> I will say, I told you this right before we started. One of the sound clips that I pulled is him screaming. Um, and right, I was watching the, I watched the beginning with my wife before she fell asleep. Yeah. And uh, she, after he screamed it, she turned to me just very calmly and looked at me and goes, he is trying so hard. <laughs> and it was such a good encapsulation of yeah. everything I was feeling and everything I was watching. Yeah. He's trying real yeah. hard in this movie. Hey, you know, we've all done it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Steve, you ready in the booth? We're going to do the plot in under three minutes. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right, let's do three, this. Two, one, go. So there's this opening with this sweet guitar riff going on 90s style as we pan over the ocean in North Carolina. And uh, there's a dude sitting in some overalls flinging a a charm that says I love you on it and super sad. It looks like some blood on the rocks. And then... um, and then we go to these friends that are partying at a 4th of July thing, and they're all like, yeah, we're going to get drunk. We're going to, yeah, I'm going to go off to college, blah, 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 all this buildup. And then long story short, they get drunk. They have sex on the beach for the first time, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then they all get in the car. They get Ryan Phillippe to not drive, but he's out the window being a dick, and he drops the whiskey bottle on Freddie Prince Jr.'s lap, and they hit somebody. They realize, oh, my God, we hit a person. And they argue back and forth, and then they dump him in the in the ocean so the tide can get him. After he wakes up first, grabs him, then they him in, he dives in to get her crown. He wakes up again, and they, they just assume he's dead for some reason. And then a year later, a year later, Jennifer Love Hewitt is in college and depressed, and she comes home, and her mom doesn't recognize really her anymore. Everybody. She thinks she's on drugs. Um, yes, and then she uh, she gets a note that says, "I know what you did last summer." So she goes to Sarah Michelle Geller, and she's like, uh, "I don't know what this is. It's probably uh, Johnny Galecki." Or yeah. no, they go to Ryan Philippe first, and he's like, "It's probably uh, Johnny Galecki." So they Max. go, yeah, they go to him, and uh, Ryan Philippe uh, threatens him, like murderous. Yeah, like him. has the hook and threatens him, um, and then uh, the seconds ki- later, killer comes and kills him. Seconds later, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then after that, they go try and talk to Freddie Prince Jr. because they're like, wait, he was wearing a, a slicker because they the guy 
they see the guy at some point. Oh yeah, he runs Ryan Felipe down in the gym. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Felipe is uh, working out, and he runs him down, and then he like crashes him into the billboard. He stands then, over him with the hook. Yeah, he's like, "Who would be deranged enough with a slick with a fisherman slicker?" And then they go, "Pretty Prince Junior Ray." And then they go confront him, and he's like, "No, man, I got something too. Okay, I got a note." And he's like, "You got a note? I got hit by a car." Yeah, you know. And then they start arguing, trying to figure it out. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt go on a investigative trip, like, uh, and they go meet Anne Hache, Missy. Who turns out to be Billy's sister? They start to piece together this this big mystery where Billy and his girlfriend at the time were driving and and they crashed and she drowned and then the dad. It turns out they find out way later the dad killed Billy and they hit the dad. And long story short, they now are like, we got to find this fisherman and uh, and so they do the Fourth of July parade yeah. and uh, they're like on the lookout for him. Which and nobody they, thinks it's weird that Ryan Phillippe has all these just scars cut on his face. Yeah, yeah, but he runs after the wrong guy and then uh, she Sarah Michelle Gellar does the pageant and then. Ryan Phillippe gets killed up top, and then uh, the, uh, the cop, the cop, takes her, it yeah. takes her, and he gets killed he in the gets alley, killed. which is awesome. Yep. Hey, oh god. Okay, he gets killed in the alley, and then Sarah Michelle Gellar runs to her sisters. Her sister gets killed in the mannequin shop before she locks the door. Then there's this awesome sequence with the mannequin shop, and Sarah Michelle Gellar gets killed, and then. Uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes and runs to Ryan uh, Freddie Prince Jr. She thinks he's the killer because of Billy Blue, and then the killer shows up. There's this throwdown on the boat. He gets his hand cut off, falls in the ocean, and then they're like, "We're safe for now." And then she's at college, and boom, he comes out of the mirror. Nice. We did it. Nice. We, did, we it. did it. We did it. Let's get cracking into this. We're gonna do. Uh, um, let's see what sound clip number one. Steve, I can't read it from here. Uh, here we go. Yeah, this is a good setup. Yeah. So there's a fun, there's in the beginning, you know, we're just, we could skip over a, a pretty much all of it because it's just this weird opening that I didn't remember at all about the guy drinking, flinging, a, uh, uh, flicking this little charm he has. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the pageant, which was like Sarah Michelle Geller and five 30 to 40 year olds, yeah, it seemed like. And and when they cheer for her, it goes on forever. Yeah, it's like a seven. It felt like seven minutes of just the director being like, "All right, guys, keep cheering, keep cheering." We're we're probably not going to use all this, but just keep cheering. And Ryan Phillippe and Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt are all like, "Yeah, yes, my girl, yeah!" Right. And you're just like. <laughs> like like it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. I mean, to maybe any maybe in this in this small fishing town. I don't know. Ryan Philippe is apparently is it I, Philippe? I, I Philippe go back and forth. Philippe, I try Philippe. and alternate Philippe? so that Philippe. I'm only wrong half the time. We're just gonna call him Barry from here on out because that's right. his character's name. I'm I'm gonna stick to my original. Point. And I got so stoked when Elsa, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, sister in the movie, uh, I was like Jack Slater's daughter from Last Action Hero. <laughs> Uh, we meet Max, who's a big douche, and he's trying to ask Jennifer Love Hewitt out, even though he knows she's dating Freddie Prince Jr., and he's like, well, you know, uh, you're gonna be gone, so maybe we should make this happen, and it's like, what? No. Like, you're a weirdo. Right. And he just gets shoved aside. He's not even, like, the lovable nerd. He's just like, you can kill him. We're fine with that. Sure. You know? There's nothing likable about him. He's also carrying one shot around on a tray. <laughs> Which is terrible bartender. Kind of a bad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were all drank before then. I guess. But there's this big Fourth of July celebration, and uh, they all get drunk on the beach. And like I said, they're all here's where they're around the fire, building up this ghost story, which is hilarious because if you really listen to it, eventually it all comes to pass in the movie. Mm. So let's play. Hey, none of it really happened. It's a bullshit ghost story to begin with. 
And then he goes on to say, like, because what they're saying is, like, no, he carried a hook. No, he had a hook for a hand. Mm-hmm. No, he gutted this girl. And all, and a few of those kills actually happen. But then in the end, he gets his hand torn off. And then in the sequel, he actually has a hook for a hand. Sure. So it's like, but I do remember as a kid, like, the uh, the story of the 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 hook on the side of the uh, on the back of the car and stuff like that and they even played that up in Adventures in Baby it was a huge thing in the eighties mm. Adventures in Babysitting they they do that that urban legend too and then when they break down the guy comes out of the car and he's going <laughs> I love that whistle that he does and he has a hook in his for a hand and they're like oh my god he's gonna kill us you know so it's something that's lasted forever so I love that they. They play that up, and then they call it out as bullshit, and then it all comes true. Yeah. So that's that's a great little moment there. Um, then uh, we go to uh, that's clip number two. This is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, was just had her and Ryan Felipe's sure. life all planned out, and she lays it out for him oh, right yeah. there on the beach. Yeah. So by that time. I will just be finishing my two-year contract on Guiding Light, coinciding with your first year as starting quarterback for the Steelers. Cowboys. Whoever. Then we can elope to Europe, or the Caymans, wherever, where I'll let you impregnate me with the first of three children <laughs> before you head off to rehab. And then we can live happily alive. That's wildly specific and not entirely happy. Not flattering to him at all. Also, I mean, if you're going to shoot for the moon with your, with your, you know, he's going to be a starting quarterback. She's going to be on guiding light for two years. And then she's going to just get pregnant with three children and he's going to go to rehab. Yeah, I would like to flesh out the timeline of the children in his rehab. Yeah. Figure out where that all fits in. Yeah, I mean, we really... Now I'm just feeling like this is a cautionary tale for parenting. It for sure is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but so then uh, they're drunk. Uh, what happens there, Jesse? Because uh, I want to hear it from somebody who hadn't seen it before. The uh, Like, how did that whole thing play out for you when they hit the dude? When they hit the dude? Well, so I knew that they were going to hit of a dude, of course. Um, but like... They, so, what do you think of the debate they they came like? It's very heavy handed that the girls are like, "This is crazy," and the guys are like, "Maybe we should cover it up immediately." It's actually insane that they didn't call the police. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's completely it's insane. so insane. It's so reasonable. What I think Jennifer Love Hewitt said of like it was dark. You were driving. Yeah. He was wearing There's all whiskey black. all over my pants, but not on your but breath. Not, but yeah, have them give you a. A test, like you haven't had anything to drink, and he was like, "Well, they'll assume that he was driving." Well, they can't assume that. It's, it's, you know, that that's not how the law works. (laughs) Things, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that they're teenagers, but come on, yeah. But so somehow they decide, and and then like, even if they're going to, even if they're going to put the body somewhere else, or like throw, even if they're going to get rid of the body, um, like this is something that my wife was hung up on, like. How are they going to fix that car with blood everywhere? They just gloss over it, like yeah. I'll figure it out. And he's he's got blood on him because Jennifer Love Hewitt even makes the point. She's like, if there's if there's pieces of him on the car, there's pieces of the car on him. They'll trace yeah. it back. Yeah, and then the other thing is like, 
everything about the forensics line up with Ryan Philippe was standing outside of the car because he's the only one that had blood on him and everyone else was in the car and completely clean. Yeah. So like, it's just tell the truth and like everything will line up and also, it'll be fine. Also, how did, how did Barry, cause I'm not going to say his yeah. name and mess it up anymore. How did Barry not sustain any injuries? Why wasn't he like <laughs> dead? Yeah. Fully they, split in half. They were going full speed. He's <laughs> hanging out the, the roof of a car and a, Full-on, like, 180, 200-pound dude gets launched over the hood, cracks him in the face. Yes. He should have been bent in half and he, dead. They should have had to put him in the ocean. Because <laughs> instead he's like, they're like, you got blood on it. It's not mine. How is at least your nose not broken? Yeah. How is, you haven't, you, you, for how you get killed later on, it seems like you have... Uh, in invulnerable skin, and at in when you get stabbed multiple times later on, you're very vulnerable. Sure, yeah. So what's going on here? Yeah, it was just poor decision making, particularly <laughs> because Freddie Prince Jr. allegedly had not had anything to drink. Allegedly, so his his mind should have been clear yeah. and like able to make a reasoned decision. Well, and here. he's pretty. Co- he's like trying to be the logical one. Like, guys, think about it. And the girls are freaking out, rightfully so. And yes. then Ryan Phillippe is just. Nuts. He's just like, we can't do anything. We've got to dump the body. Yeah. I've never, never have I been remotely in a circumstance like this, but I would like to think that any of my group of friends, if something like this happened, would have a little bit more of a level head. Actually, first off, I'd like to say I hope never to ever be in a circumstance like this. I'm trying to avoid it. (laughs) But Jesus. Let's play clip number three. This is when they're trying to figure out who the person is they just hit. Who is he? He can't tell. That was, this is why I pulled this. That was my favorite exchange from the moment they hit him until the moment they dumped him. Because, like, what a dumb question. How would they know? How would they know? Unless it was someone that they knew. It's Mr. Peters from down the street. Like, I don't know. There are probably a bunch of people in the world you don't know. So it was a weird sort of... I know it's a small town, but... Probing, yeah. But it's also a fisherman's town where people dock and leave and stuff like that. Yeah. Who is he? I don't know. His face is messed up. Yeah. I, and, and when they like, probably, check his wallet. I told you, I don't want to know. Right. Well, guys, maybe you should have checked. Here's what they could have done to solve the entire mystery. Yeah. Just check his wallet. Just check his wallet from sure. the beginning. And then, oh, it was that dude. Yeah. Oh, that dude's coming back. I wonder why. Oh, this is why. Right. Done. And then there's no movie. I get it. I suppose. I get it. And I get where they're like, you know, I don't want to... I, I I don't want to see. I don't want to know. It'll be better if we just forget about it, you know? Yeah. This is why I was sort of hoping that it was someone that saw them do the whole thing. Yeah. Because then they could have actually killed him. But I guess they had to, like, absolve them of responsibility, even though they, like, committed many, 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 many crimes on the way to, yeah. <laughs> on the, way to the end of the movie. Yeah. Here's, I just – they just <laughs> – when they – I get that they wanted a jump scare when he comes to life. Uh-huh. But then them rolling a live person into the water and then just assuming he dies in there. Right. And then when he's still alive a second time in the water and again, assuming he's dead and just going on about their lives. uh, I I just I just I don't know. I don't know the logic there. I feel like then they should have been like, oh, my God, sir, you're still alive. Right. Yeah. Stop (laughs) at that point. (laughs) And be like, oh, thank goodness, you're alive. 
Everything's fine in the world. But I guess he does attack her at that. But wouldn't you attack somebody if they're about to dump your body in the ocean? I suppose so. But you like to go from uh, unconscious to attack mode in. He less did just than murder a, a kid. Yeah, he did just. Mur- we find out later he did just murder a kid. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. So we cut to a year later. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's at college. Uh, her name's Julie in the movie. So Julie's at college. She's depressed she's almost failing out she comes home her mom is she gets a note that says i know what you did last summer well this is after she comes home uh her mom confronts her and this is clip number four are you on drugs (laughs) as a matter of fact yeah yeah Yeah. you know i think um i think that my my parents I don't even have an improv for this because my parents have never asked me. <laughs> They've just been like, they're like, of course you're not. I remember yeah, when I was like, hey, fine. mom, every once in a while I do a little bit of a little bit of a weed mint nowadays. They're like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, 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 seriously, guys. I'm not completely straight edge. Yeah. Every once in a while I drop 2.5 milligrams of a wheat mint. Are, are they trying to deflect suspicion from them? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Because they don't want to get into th- an argument. I think my it? parents are super straight edge yeah. and instead I should be going. Are you on drugs? And they're like, no. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. Be. My parents are the most straight edge people. I well, know. I, so I had a roommate who used to uh, sell drugs. Oh, yeah. Which was uncomfortable for all of us. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. were three of us that knew each other. We had a fourth random roommate, and he sold drugs. Um, and he, had, like, I remember the first night that we lived with him, he had a little bit of an outburst and was yelling at someone from like, this is in college, like across the quad <laughs> out of our window. And I was like, please don't identify that this is where. You live. <laughs> um, but so he was like, he had lost his drugs um, and he was looking for them and he thought that I was sitting on them. And so he came up to me and he goes, are you on drugs? And I got up and I was like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm, nope, I'm not. I'm not on them. I'm not. <laughs> so let's, let's skip around a little bit because I want to get to the kills. So yeah. there's, so Julie, uh, we already talked about how she goes and, and talks to Helen because she gets a note that says, I know what you did last summer. Helen's freaked out. Does she get a note too? Or Yeah, she does. She she wakes up the next morning with her, up with her hair, her, their hair chopped up yeah. and, her, and um, the mirror in lipstick says, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they go to Ryan, Ryan Philippe. Yep. Ryan Philippe. And, uh, and, and she's like, what are you talking about? Somebody has to know we killed someone, and this is his, you know, very calm and collected reaction. Shut the hell up! (laughs) Mind you, his mom is in the kitchen with the doors open. Right. So, like, the fact that she said we killed someone probably didn't get heard. But him yelling, you shut Shut the hell up! May have caused a little bit of suspicion from his mom. Like, hey, honey, what's wrong? Why don't you respect women, son? (laughs) He doesn't. He doesn't at all. (laughs) He is is rough. Yeah. I just, I mean, you know, it's like back in the day when I used to um, work at a video store and uh, back in the Be Kind Rewind days. Mm. And at Blockbuster, we had to be sticklers about the rewind policy. There was a 99 cents fee. Uh, for people who didn't rewind. And I told a guy, you know, when he came in, I was like, yeah, you have uh, $7 and whatever the change was, I think like 95 cents. Mm-hmm. Um, it would actually make sense if it was 93 cents. $7.93 charges on your account. And he's like, for what? And I'm like, well, sir, you've returned seven unrewound tapes. And he just looked at me and said, shut the hell up! And I said, okay, I'll, I'll take it off. Your, I'll take it off. Yeah. You know, I can get, I can clear it this one time. Sure. You sure. Know? But next time, just be kind and rewind and be kind and don't yell. Are you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Steve. I like that. I like that. 
Uh, so then we go to Freddie Prince Jr. They're suspecting him. He got a note. They're they're really trying to make him the red herring of the movie. And uh, but before that, they go to Max because they think he's the one messing with them. Uh-huh. And Max is a total douche again. And then Ryan Philippa Philippi. I think that's Philippi. He correct. um. He, I think it's Felipe. Felipe. Anyways, he goes in there and he grabs the hook and threatens to murder him. Yeah. So really, the killer gets the idea thanks to thanks to Barry, thanks to good old Ryan. Probably. And he hangs it up there again. Uh, uh, Max, aka Johnny Galecki, Galecki. He he walks off, comes back, it's gone. Hey, who's there? He, he's these delicious looking lobsters that he's putting in there that that are going to be a feast for somebody, you know. Yeah. He's and doing then it at nighttime is that something fishermen do? It's it? not nighttime; it's day. It's broad it? daylight oh, still. I, then it's dark in there. Yeah, it was dark in it there, but I, it room. was broad daylight. That's okay. why I was like, man, this guy's bold. Yeah, he. This is my favorite kill when yes. I saw it, and it's my favorite kill still when he uppercuts him with the hook, flings him back down, and blood's gushing everywhere, and then he drags him across. And the first yeah. thing I thought, yeah, the first thing I thought was, oh, man, that's a lot of lobsters that are just tainted now. Sure. Also, why is there no police investigation into this? So, no. This is... But I guess he cleans up after himself. One of the main flaws. But he's missing. Yeah, he's still missing. No one knows. He just, like, took off with all the lobsters? It seems like it takes place over the... Cor- no, it's a few days. It's a few days. Because they go on the investigation kick yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then he does show up in the trunk... Of Why was Jennifer? I sitting like this? Like, tell me more. With my you're, hand on my hip. You're trying a new thing. I don't know. I'm not it's here gumpy. to judge you. It's That's gumpy. not what I'm doing. I'm here to talk about my a movie. elbows get a little chafy yeah. on this. That's all. <laughs> um, he shows up in the trunk of Jennifer I'm not Love here to judge you. I'm here to talk about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then is like she runs. He shows up in the trunk of Jennifer Love Hewitt's car because she hears something scratching. Yeah. And there's hundreds of crabs in yeah. there and lobster crabs. Yeah. I think crabs. Yeah, or at least a top layer. I don't know if they. And it's crawling out of his mouth. Yeah, and then they come back, and nothing's there. Not even, not even like a water stain. Not a trace. Which means that this killer, not only is he sneaky, because he did this in broad daylight on a neighborhood street. Yep. How did he get a dead body and hundreds of crabs out with no one noticing? It's one of the main questions. <laughs> That we should be asking ourselves. I don't know. I have no idea. And how was one not left behind? Like they didn't like look down the street and see one that crab running away. <laughs> Even if they didn't see it, but it was like, yeah. Is this uh? What's the you have a sticker one? It's you have a slicker where they're oh. where they're trying to like <laughs> figure out who it was. And Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, they yeah. that's when they start suspecting him. Let's so this cl- is, let's play that. Bring it up. We all know you have a slicker. <laughs> We, I mean, we all know it. I mean, you I, know what? Everyone talks about it. Several people in this town have slickers. I know. And it's July 4th, by the way. It's, and they're all at the parade. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. At the parade, there's like dozens of dudes just hanging out in there. It's like a Where's Waldo thing because they all have the hats on. They're Why? all like watching the parade in full fisherman like, gear with hats. Maybe there's a prequel to this where it's a town of vampires. And that's know. why they're all wearing these hats and, and full body covering things. Because I feel like they would be sweating. It's truly bizarre. And it's also weird that the killer finds it necessary in broad daylight with all of these other people there when he's not killing anyone to ha- to wear a slicker. Like, why isn't he just in plain clothes yeah. when he's out watching the parade? It so doesn't that, make sense. So that the audience thinks it's it's Freddie Prince Jr., which I still didn't because you can see his face a few times and it's clearly an old dude. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that happened. Yeah. But I like how we were like, 
meh. <laughs> well, I also so there are a couple of other things that this is I, this clip we got. Yeah. I love this one. Um, there so. When Ryan Felipe punches Freddie Prince Jr., yeah, he just walks up and punches him. He punches him with his casted hand. Yeah, and I'm not. He's unfazed by it, but yeah. take, gets a clean shot of Freddie Prince. Backing up a little, he yeah. has a history of domestic de- abuse because uh, Renee, when she watched a little bit of it with me too, uh, she commented on how Ryan Philippe, uh he strangles Sarah Michelle Geller against, or I mean Jennifer Love Hewitt against the car after they dump the body. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna, you're gonna take this, we're gonna take this to our graves, okay? And Freddie Prince Jr. does not stick up for his girlfriend at all. That nope. he just took her virginity, and now this guy just took her respect and and dignity by strangling her in front of her boyfriend. I would argue she had the the most difficult evening of yeah. the four of them. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He's not like, hey man, come on, stop! This is my girlfriend. Or yeah. calm down. Nothing. Johnny Galecki would have done it. Yeah, Johnny Galecki would have at least stood up for yeah, her in that moment. He sure would have. So let's play this next clip. Is my favorite sound clip from the entire movie, where Jennifer Love Hewitt freaks out and spins in a circle, yelling this. <laughs> What are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> what are you waiting for, huh? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. You know? She, but we found out he was waiting for July 4th. <sighs> he was. Which is silly. Like, just do it. Yeah. You know? Well, we skipped over, but we talked about it in the intro, how Ryan Phillippe, he chases after the dude who steals his car, not th- who's flooring it in reverse, not uh-huh. thinking at any moment that the guy might hit it and put drive. it back and drive put it and drive and then yeah. he does and then he launches him through a shack yes yeah and he only has some scrapes and a broken arm i also a fun part of when we skipped over this also when sarah michelle geller gets her yeah. hair cut off that whole scene where he like sneaks into the house yeah, is awesome it's pretty great when she's walking about to turn up the steps and right as she's yeah. about to turn up the steps he sneaks into the upstairs room but right before that happens she goes into the fridge takes a diet coke pours one sip like takes, it's vodka. Drinks the sip, leaves the rest of it on the table, <laughs> and, then, and then walks up to her room. Yeah. Can we talk about also how <laughs> shitty her sister is to her? Yeah, just Where the she's worst. like, oh, is the has been wash up home early? Because you got to work tomorrow. I'm like, Jesus, I get like not liking each other, yeah. but you are terrible. Also, like, you hired her. Yeah. So this is on you that you have to work with her. I think and it's their dad's, the and her dad's a piece of crap too man her dad's sitting on the couch when she comes home drinking his whiskey watching the baseball game doesn't say a word doesn't look up i wanted her dad to get killed too because he was a train wreck of a father yeah it's like of course she would think she could go be an actress she wants to get out of this town and i love when she tells we're backtracking a little bit when she tells jennifer love hewitt like she's like i thought you were going to new york and she's like i tried it for a little bit but it didn't work out it's like it's been a year less than that (laughs) since you're already back (laughs) yeah it's like in La La Land when, when, uh, when, uh, what's her, God, uh, why can't I remember the lead in La La Land? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Good yeah. God, I brain farted on it. Emma Stone, and she's like, I've been out here six years and nothing has happened. Yeah. Every working actor's like, screw you, six years. Yeah. You know, it's like my wife and I, when we saw it, we we're like, ugh. Oh, La La Land's a fantastic movie. But that moment made me want to punch myself. I'm like, six years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus the the fact that you didn't BCC all the casting you sent your email to about your one woman show. Ooh. Come on, that's rookie moves there, Emma Stone. What if the rest of the show is mis- just me be. dissecting La La Land? It La-La-Land. should be. <laughs> how come? How come when they walked into that jazz club, she didn't know it was her ex boyfriends? What's up with that? Exactly. It was called Sebs. He told her about his dreams. All right, let's move on. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so then, um, oh my God, the, Helen and Barry are in the crowd looking for the killer, and uh, Barry thinks he sees him, so he runs after him, tackles him, and may have killed another person because it's yeah. this scared old man who's going like, ha, ha, looks like he's having a heart attack, and Barry doesn't say sorry or anything. He just looks around like, oh, we got to find the real dude now, and it's like. That dude probably just died. Right. Yeah. You just killed someone's grandpa. But he has a long history of hurting people yep. and not, not giving caring. a shit. Yeah. So um, then they go to the, the what's this, uh, make a decision? Is this later? Uh, let's find out. Let's find out. Well, come on, Julie. Don't you see? It, it's that moment where we have to make a decision. <laughs> Everything Freddy Friends Jr. says in this <laughs> is just... What's that from? I don't uh, even remember. You know, I don't remember now either. It's, but it's just such a. Let's play it again and just soak in this moment. Well, come on, Julie. Don't you see? It, it's that moment where we have to make a decision. I, I like. I just liked his phrasing of it. It's that moment yeah. where we have to make a decision. Yeah. It was a. It like could have been a little meta, like the script being like, yeah. "This is decision time for them." It's yeah. this moment where they have to make a decision. But like, no one refers to decisions they make in life as. It's that moment where, where we have, to make, have to make a decision. They just said, okay, there's a decision. Yeah. It's, that, kind it's of... that moment when I'm at Starbucks where I have to make a decision. This is why I thought... pumpkin he... spice lattes yeah. or a cold brew. And every time I go, cool, cold brew. And then every time they're like, oh, we're actually out of cold brew. I'm like, you guys don't even have cold brew here. You're just pretending you do. What's your deal? Come, every time. Every time. It's been four times Talk about now. conspiracies. <laughs> four times equals every time. Every time. 100% of those four times. 100% happened. of those four times? Mm. It happens every time. Yep. Um, but this is why I thought he was a killer, because he said weird things like this. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Uh-huh. So uh, then they go to the uh, <clears throat> the pageant where she has to show up again. And again, there's like the, it looks like the same 40-year-old it from sure the does. beginning. Yeah. And she's singing a terrible song. And uh, Ryan Phillippe's up in the in the rafters again, and she sees him get murdered. Yep. And she starts screaming, and everybody, nobody bothers to go, like, run up immediately and see. They just all crowd around her and, like, block her from getting anywhere. Yeah. And I wish that his death was a little cooler than just a close-up of him going, eh, eh, as the hook just goes, phew, phew. But they were kind of paying homage to Halloween and stuff like that. But it could have been cooler for such a douchey character. I wanted him to get it better. Because Johnny Galecki gets it rough. Yeah. And the sister, too. She's, you know, all that. But he's just kind of, like, off camera. I'm like, no, he was the worst. Yeah. And also, like, maybe the biggest idiot to be yeah. by himself up in the Raptors with, like, no only vision where the killer could not have come from and no vision in the entire, like, <laughs> back of the Rafters where he <laughs> was exposed. <laughs> it made no sense that he was not looking backward. Like, I get that he was trying to look after her, but yeah. she was in the middle of the stage yeah. with, like... Nobody could hurt... No, yeah, she was untouchable. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Or maybe he should have been backstage. I don't know. Now my favorite sequence transpires, which is when the cop goes up there. Again, he cleans up perfect. So this yes. killer is... A, he's a fisherman. Yes. He's a killer with a hook, and he's... Efficient at cleaning great within at seconds. At swiffering. Except that little bit he left on a very obvious place near the stairs, yes. dripping down. The blood is super red in this movie as well. It's like Kool-Aid. Well, um, it's a fisherman town. It's a, fi- it's a fisherman town. So then she gets taken in the cop car in the back seat, uh, and which just is for script-wise, so she can be trapped in there. Yes. And they stop it in an alley because there's a roadblock, and there's a guy fixing his car, but he's really just standing there, not doing anything. Yeah. She should have seen that it's a dude in a fisherman's outfit. She's not really paying attention. Right. And maybe she's still too rattled because she just... I'll give her that. She just saw Barry get killed. 
but she realized it too late. And he's like, hey, what do you need? Dude hooks the cop, lifts him up, and then drags him down where it looks like the hook went in his sternum and popped it up. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And he's spewing out blood. That's kind of what I wanted for Ryan Phillippe's character, what the cop gets. And then he comes in and attacks her in the car, and she kicks her way out of the window, runs off. There's this super awesome tense sequence. It's one of my favorites in the movie, if not my favorite, where she's running, she's banging on the glass for her sister to unlock the door. Her sister starts walking, turns back, forgets the keys. There's that great moment there where she's looking for the keys, and then when she lets her in, he's gone. And then she's like, go lock the back door. Goes back, locks the back door. <laughs> the kill where she gets slashed. Ah! Spewed, and then you got to describe the mannequin thing because I'm just gassing on. Uh, so then Sarah Michelle Geller knows that he's in there. She oh, goes down to look. Um, she's trying to get away from where the so awesome. the crime scene. Yeah. Um, and so she's walking through the department store, and there are mannequins with uh, plastic so covering good. them. And so she walks by them. She looks back, and then one of them just leaps out at her. So awesome, but yeah. also so ridiculous because it's clear that he's under there. Of course, <laughs> it's not yes. like it's not like he's hiding between several. He's like front and center. Yeah. And just messing with them. Yes. And uh, then she fights him. I like that she gets a pretty cool fight there. Yeah. She fights him off. She runs. She almost gets out. And then she's at the parade and she turns around. And then he appears in front of her. And there's another cool throwdown where she you think she might survive. And then she gets killed right there. Yeah. While everybody else is... Now let's fast forward because we only have a little bit of time here. Yep. Where Jennifer Love Hewitt comes across him because she goes and uh, tries to get help from Freddie Prince Jr. And then she sees Billy Blue, which we skipped over all the investigation we stuff. Did. But it's fine. We kind of went over it. Uh, and we explained the killer, whatever. Anne Hesh is cool in this movie. She she's like really cool. creepy. She's super creepy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she's like, I dated this guy named Billy Blue. So when she sees Billy Blue on the side of the boat, she freaks out. And some she's running and some guy, clo- some old dude clotheslines Freddie Prince Jr., and she just immediately agrees to go on his boat. He's like, get on my boat, you'll be safe! And then, of course, he's the killer. Yes. And then we reveal that he's the dad who killed the boyfriend because he accidentally killed his daughter. And there's this tense scene where I love the sequence where Jennifer Love Hewitt is trying to escape him on the boat. And it seems like this boat is a mile long because there's all these compartments. You find uh, Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar's body in the ice, and they're packed in there, and it's awesome. And then uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and him have a ridiculous throwdown where his his mode of killing or attacking is uppercutting with the blunt end of the hook. Yeah. Twice to Freddie Prince Jr. Sure. And he uppercuts him off the boat and he grabs onto the fisherman's net and climbs back up. I think my favorite sequence of the movie is Freddie Prince Jr. trying to get back on the boat. Because it's like a <laughs> good 10 minutes. Climbing up the, yeah. the, the staff of it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then they finally, he's about to hook Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, let's play this real quick. This Kids Like You, this clip. This is the dad. Kids like you should be out having fun. Drinking. Party. Running people over. <laughs> getting away with murder. Things like that. And then right before he, he try, he's going to hook Jennifer Love Hewitt, he says this. And let me give you some advice. When you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. And then he gets caught up in the ropes, yep. flung up, his hand gets chopped off by the pulley, and he gets flung into the ocean. And again, no one makes sure no he's dead. No one checks. No, they're just like, the body will wash up. They always do. Oh, man. This movie's a fun ride. Yes. this movie. Once the slasher stuff kicks in, it's so fun. 
And the investigation stuff, it seems like for your first viewing was fun. Yeah, it works out yeah. first time. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. This movie's cheesy and ridiculous, and yeah, we made fun of it, but I think it's a classic slice of... See what I did there? Yeah. Slice of 90s uh, slasher nostalgia. I had a blast with this one. Uh, until next time, Jesse, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. I did my hand on my hip again. I must be liking this. And you can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And this weekend at LA Comic Con, screening room 411 at 1 p.m., we are doing a full screening of the entire movie of Funhouse Massacre with a QA beforehand and a meet and greet after. We have Dollface, we have Rocco, we have me, we have Renee, we have the director, we have the guy who played Machete, Eric Chavarri. We got a ton of people. So if you're at LA Comic Con, come by and say hi. We're going to have a blast on 1 p.m. And uh, hit me up on Twitter, too, if you have any questions about it. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 